Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Let's get started. Today, I am joined by Tyler Copeland, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. What uh, is happening in your life? Let us let us know who you are and how you know me. All right. Uh, well, I met Hannah in college. We're in the same scholarship program together, and then we just got stuck together. Couldn't get rid of each other. Uh, we both love Disney and many other things in common, and so we just kept hanging out. Uh, but currently, I live in Texas, and I'm a middle school librarian, and I try to throw all the Disney stuff at the kids that I can. What you guys missed is us spending like 20 minutes trying to get this thing to work since she is not <laughs> recording with me. We're going to try recording over Skype and figure all that out. Tyler, um, what movie did you pick and why did you pick it? I picked Tangled because Tangled is the story of my life, kind of. Not you were locked in a tower and stolen from your parents. That's the part that's not true. <laughs> but the general idea is very true, and my mom will uh, will go along with it and agree. So uh, Tyler's been obsessed with Tangle uh, the whole time I've known her. And <laughs> when I started coming up with this, I, I'm pretty sure I had written her down and put Tangled next to her name before even, like, confirming that that was the movie she'd want to do. Like, she had already told me she would do it. And I think you said, then you sent a separate text that said, but only if I can do Tangled. And <laughs> yes. and I think I had already written down Tyler Copeland uh, Tangled before I even, like, talked to you about it. Because I knew that's what you were going to pick. So let's talk about the storyline. I forgot how much backstory there was when we watched it the other day. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot that I forgot, just because I've watched it so many times. <laughs> um, so I had a hard time trying to remember, trying to write down things that I didn't remember. Yeah. Makes sense. So let's just talk about the story as a whole. Obviously, yeah. like Rapunzel, uh, the, here's what I had forgotten. I forgot like that her mother was sick and that they used the flower yeah. To, to heal the mom and so that's how we ended up with that mm-hmm. how she got her powers yes so it started off with you know mother gothel had been using the plant for who knows how long or the flower for mm-hmm. who knows how long and then like it was just stolen so i'm wondering like because this is just my thought like do you think there was like this myth that this flower existed kind of like how we talk about the fountain of youth you think yeah. maybe like there was a rumor that this flower existed and there's this woman who's been using it and we need to go find this so that we can go save the queen. Do you think maybe that was part of it? It says in the narration that they knew about the flower and that they okay. were hunting for that, that mythical flower. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they would probably notice this woman like, hey, one day she looks really old. Now she looks young. They would probably have some kind of story about this lady who uses that flower and knowing the story about that flower but yeah they did for sure know about the flower once they find the flower and they take it and they heal the queen 
and then there's baby Rapunzel, who's literally, I think, the cutest baby princess. <laughs> like, when you see, because there's a lot of, like, fan fiction art out there that yeah. has a lot of, like, baby princesses. Mm. She's clearly the most adorable yes, one. agreed. I think it's because <laughs> her eyes are so big, um, which is not creepy at all. But... Uh, the Disney thing. Big eyes, yeah, Disney. Yeah, true. So, um, I wonder if they knew that she had that power. What do you think? I don't know. I don't think, I feel like I would never have thought that it would transfer through to my offspring. And I guess it kind of makes sense because like you're not supposed to drink caffeine when you're pregnant because it'll wire the baby. I don't know. So maybe it's the same idea, but it was like really old times. So they probably didn't think of that. So then Mother Gothel comes, and she thinks she can steal the hair. So she obviously thought it could be transferred. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, when that kind of fails, she steals the baby. And I just think that's kind of, I mean, obviously, it's insane to, like, steal a child. <laughs> but, like, to go, oh, cutting the hair didn't work. Let's steal her baby. Yeah. Like. She's so desperate to stay young. Yeah. Brings about so many other theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then from there, you know, Rapunzel lives with Mother Gothel for a while. And, yeah, 18 years. Uh, one thing that I wrote down was her birthday. Why didn't Mother Gothel, Gothel pick a different day? Like, <laughs> that could have avoided this whole situation yeah. if she had just been like, well, actually, your birthday's. Why pick that day? said as her birthday especially since like i'm sure the lantern thing she had to have noticed the lanterns yeah and known like oh they're doing this for the lost princess so i mean yeah and it's like she could have changed your birthday at that point you can have a kid for like probably like a good six years and celebrate their birthday on a different day every year and they'd never know yeah so yeah that's a good point i've never thought about that because I could have easily been avoided. And she obviously thought she could, um, she thought she could um, trick her into believing that they were just stars yeah. rather than the floating lights that Rapunzel thought they were. But I don't know, I guess she thought that she kept her sheltered enough that she didn't need to. It's just interesting to me. Yeah. Once the backstory's kind of completed, we pick up and um, Rapunzel is cleaning all the things and doing all the things before what is it like 10 a.m or something yeah. like this and so from there she you know asks mother gothel if she can go see him and mother gothel says that they're stars mm-hmm. then kind of like as a well since you're not getting to go see the stars i'll go get these other things that you asked for mm-hmm. oh and by the way there's this guy in the closet because doesn't the <laughs> Doesn't Flynn end up there? So introducing Flynn Rider, he's stolen the princess's crown mm-hmm. and is running away from the law, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And so in that time, he ends up in her closet mm-hmm. after the frying pan. Also, she had to have like some serious arm strength. Yeah. Pulling a human up by her hair, like, just imagine how bad that's going to hurt your head. <laughs> well, and even, like, 
swinging that uh, yeah. that frying pan. pan. Those things are not light. <laughs> I have one. And I don't even think I've ever used it because it's so <laughs> heavy. I also, like, don't have it seasoned and yeah. well, all that stuff. She's been preparing her whole life, pulling up her mom up the up her hair. I guess that's true. To swing that frying pan around. It's nothing to her. That's probably accurate. <laughs> but, like, pulling like this is different than, like, swinging like this, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's just different. Yeah, I don't know. She lasses her hair around and pulls herself up. She does all kinds of stuff. So. That's true. And it's a cartoon, so. Well, so, gotta so that reality. It. <laughs> <laughs> that destroys the point of my whole podcast. <laughs> We're supposed to analyze this. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So they end up on this adventure, going to try and uh, see the lanterns. And along the way, they run into ruffians and thugs. And uh, Mother Gothel tries several times to try and you know, for lack of a better term, like, intervene in the situation to try and get her back, whether it's trying to get to the snuggly duckling and sending the law. I think she had a plan the whole time. I don't think she was ever trying necessarily to intervene. I think she was just observing and kind of waiting for the right moment. Yeah. Then Mother Gothel gets that moment, and she kind of plants this doubt in Rapunzel's mind that like Flynn really likes her and that he's not just hanging around for the crown and so then Rapunzel gives Flynn the crown and he goes off because we think he's just going to give it to him and then come back which I think was his plan yeah but he's foiled by the thugs yeah gets tied up to the boat and sent off to make Rapunzel think that you know, he's abandoned her. From there, we just kind of see things kind of fall apart for Mother Gothel, mm-hmm. which works out really well because um, all the ruffians and thugs that are from the Snuggly Duckling come and they bail out Flynn Rider. Yeah. And he's able all to... thanks to Maximus. Yeah, yeah. And he's able to save her. Um, and then, you know, there's... The big moment where he cuts off all of her hair and you think he's going to die and he doesn't. So that's pretty much the story. And then she obviously gets to meet the king and queen. Yeah. After. Um, yes. Was there anything in the storyline, like I said, that you forgot or any other thoughts you had about the storyline? Um, I had a few. A few things I forgot, I guess. Um Yes, I kind of forgot how Mother Gothel found out, figured out that Rapunzel was gone. Um, and honestly, right now, I can't even think of it. She she yells for her. She's like, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Why does she, but she comes back to the tower first. because Oh, because she sees Maximus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So or not that, Maximus. It's a different horse, isn't it? No, it was Max. It was. Um, so, yeah, she sees Maximus out in the woods and is like, Oh, a, a um, castle horse or whatever. And then freaks out because she's like, where's your rider? Yeah. I bet <laughs> rider, she's looking for Flynn all along. No. Um, but she realizes that he's from the castle. He doesn't have a rider. He's probably out looking for Rapunzel. 
they've probably sent people out here looking for her. I got to make sure that everything's okay. She goes home. Rapunzel won't let her hair down. She goes up and it's like, oh my gosh, she's gone. And then finds the crown and then she goes searching. I wonder kind of what her thoughts were at that moment. Like, were her thoughts Rapunzel ran away or was her thought like they came and they found her? I think she thinks they found her um, because, you know, you see the the crown, see the horse from the castle. Like she sees all these things that would that all came from the castle. So if I were her, I'd be thinking they finally found her. But then she goes off and kind of following the tracks, um, following her tracks, and then she sees her at the snuggly duckling and everything, and tries to start piecing things together to kind of come up with a plan from there. Yeah. Um, another thing that I noticed that I hadn't ever noticed before was, uh, I think Pascal is a secret. I don't think oh, Mother yeah. Gothel knows about her. I had never yeah. realized that before. Yeah, because Rapunzel hides him at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, and then, like, he's always just hiding, which is yeah. funny because he's the a chameleon. chameleon. <laughs> but, like, it had just never crossed my mind. You know, you think about Flounder as being Ariel's mm-hmm. sidekick and Pascal as, as uh, Rapunzel. And you, I just, it had never crossed my mind that, oh, my gosh, she's hiding this chameleon. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's not used to keeping secrets from her mother, you know? I thought it was funny that, you know, Rapunzel knows so many things for being locked up in a tower for 18 years. She knows how to read. She knows how to write. She knows how to paint and knit and candle make and all this stuff, even though she only has, like, three books. (laughs) But then she doesn't know what a crown is. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Ariel finding the things in the boat. Yeah. She has no idea trying to put it on her arm and stuff. And yeah. It's just like of all the things that you figured out how to do, you don't know what a crown is. So I wonder if that's a little bit of a riff on... Foreshadowing. Or a riff on censorship. I mean, think about it. The only mm-hmm. way she would get books were if Mother yeah. Gothel brought them to her. And so Mother Gothel's not going to bring anything that mm-hmm. would have to do with being royal or having royalty yeah. in you you know what i mean yeah that makes sense as a librarian i feel like you should <laughs> so that's what that's because you said something about that we actually watched uh, the movie together um but i didn't bring my recording stuff for us to record so it was kind of cool because she made that comment and it jogged my memory so it was nice to be able to kind of watch together and bounce a few things off before we had this time um I did do while we were watching it I noticed the mirror the mirror kept popping up and like slightly turning and it just seemed very intentional so I did some thinking and researching on that and I was like what is the symbolism of the mirror and so I found it cool that it kind of symbolizes uh, Rapunzel and Mother Gothel's relationship um, like at the beginning, there's not a mirror. Like when in the backstory, there's no mirror. There's, you know, they're kind of building that relationship. Then when it start, when like the meat of the story really starts, Mother Gothel and Rapunzel stare into the mirror, and she's like, look into the mirror, look at the young, bright young lady. Oh, and then there's you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. So that kind of starts the whole thing. Um. And you see how their relationship begins, and then um. Rapunzel kind of reflects in herself um, and Mother Knows Best and that whole song. 
Um, then when she hides Flynn Rider in the closet, the mirror slightly turns to where you now, like as a viewer of the movie, now you see a reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of like how Rapunzel starts recognizing herself. She sees herself in the mirror. We see herself in the mirror. She under- starts to understand more about herself. Um, then she's looking at the mirror. She's putting the crown on her head. And uh, I'm trying to remember it all. Putting the crown on the head and looking at the mirror when Mother Gothel yells down from her from the bottom of the tower. And so when she rushes to put the crown in the little vase, the mirror now turns away from us. Mm-hmm. And so it's like she's putting herself away to kind of kind of refocus back on the her that she is when Mother Gothel's around. And so it's just funny to see how just a little thing, a little mirror, reflects the different parts of the story. Um, and then at the end, the mirror breaks. And so that symbolizes their relationship breaking. And then Flynn Rider uses a shard of that mirror to cut off her hair or her tie to, to Mother God. So was that something that was like in an article somewhere or? Um, yeah, I did find some articles. I actually did find multiple articles about it. Interesting. <laughs> well, I think we've covered the storyline. I mean, yeah. we haven't deep dived into any one thing that happened, but we've given an overview. So I think we can talk a little bit about characters. So I wrote down, you know, you've obviously got the king and the queen who... Mm-hmm aren't really a big role in the movie, but they are a big role in that, like, I mean, it's their daughter that's gone missing. Yeah, they don't even have voices. Do they not talk at all? Mm-mm. They never talk. I thought when the guard comes in at the end, they say something like, she's here or something. I think somebody else says that. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. I could be wrong. Maybe that's their one line, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never thought about that before. Because um, obviously Flynn Rider is narrating at the beginning mm-hmm. where if they were to talk, that he would have probably kind of talked over that. Yeah. We've got Mother Gothel, who's obviously a huge role. Which, does she ever call her Mother Gothel? Or do we just know her name is Mother Gothel because of the... Flynn Rider calls her Mother Gothel. Or- I think calls her mother Gothel. Okay. Rapunzel calls her mother. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously Rapunzel, who also goes by Flower. Yeah. Which I think is a big thing is that yeah. you know, mother calls her Flower. She doesn't even acknowledge sometimes that she is Rapunzel. Yeah. She's just like, oh, she's the Flower that's keeping me alive. Yeah. Um, and then Flynn calls her Blondie, mm-hmm. a lot of the movie. Um. And then we've got Pascal, who's kind of just kind of there. He's the little sidekick. And then we've got Flynn Rider, who's Eugene. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our thugs and ruffians. And then we've got Maximus, who I've always thought of, you know, and I know that it's from this one scene, but he always makes me think of a dog. You know, yeah. how he he's like sit and then his uh-huh. tail, tail is wagging. Yeah. And I just love that. And I think it's kind of a fun little riff on a little bit of a story that we can inject in there. Yeah. But are there any thoughts you have on the characters? I realized watching this movie again last week or this week, I realized that Rapunzel doesn't really have any good lines. 
No, not really. Like, the best lines, in my opinion, come from Flynn Rider. Just his, like, dry, sarcastic humor. And then you have Mother Gothel, who has some other some some other good lines. Yeah. But, like, there's nothing, like... For her being the, like, heroine of the story, yeah. she doesn't really have any signature things. Mm-hmm. When I met her at Disney World, I met her twice uh, this past week. And really, like, the basis of her face character is that, like, she just talks really fast. And she talks yeah. about things and... I think she talked about she (laughs) yeah Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Uh, She talked about she talked about Pascal. I can't even tell you everything she talked about because she talks so fast, and you're just kind of like I don't know what's happening right now. (laughs) Um, And then the one at Magic Kingdom was a lot faster than the one at the character meal that we had. Um, But the one at the character meal was at character meals. They're just trying to get through. And so you don't have as much of the character interaction. Uh, although our Flynn talked to us a lot about the breakfast pastries that were brought to us. Uh, he had a lot of very strong thoughts on those. Uh, which is funny because, I mean, that feels like a Flynn writer thing. Like yeah. he has very strong opinions on things. Um, but I feel like, you know, the obvious major characters are Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, and Mother Gothel. Like, everyone else is very much, like, there's not really a character that feels like a secondary character. They all feel, like, even farther away than a secondary character, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, other than Maximus, maybe, mm-hmm. just because he orchestrates the breakout. Yeah. So, like, who are your favorite characters, and who do they make you think of? Those are my major questions for this section. Um, well, my favorite character is Flynn Rider. Like I said, his lines, his quick responses just crack me up. Um, some of my favorite quotes from the movie are from Flynn Rider. Um, and then Rapunzel and Mother Gothel, like I kind of mentioned before, just remind me of me and my mom. Um, my mom was not cruel in any way, but she was very overprotective. This movie actually came out a month before my 18th birthday. Um, I am known to have very long hair. Um, In college, there was um, this girl from Nigeria who always called me Rapunzel. (laughs) So it's just one of those things where, like, you know, ever since I was in, like, 10th grade, I think I had really long hair. People call me Rapunzel as a joke. This movie comes out on my 18th birthday. My mom's very overprotective, just like Mother Gothel, for different reasons, of course. Um, And then even me and my mom do, before the movie came out, we did the I love you more, I love you most. And then the movie came out, and I watch it, and like, (laughs) what the heck? Like, they stole my life. What's even happening? Yeah, so Rapunzel definitely makes me think of myself. Um, Just in that very, very basic form. Yeah. Um, and I just love that it came out, like, the year that I turned 18 as well. So. I didn't realize that. I thought it was older. It came out in November of whatever year I turned 18. 10, right? Yeah. Because we graduated sure. in 11. Yeah. Well, I obviously love Flynn Rider. I just think he's hilarious. <laughs> I, But I also love Rapunzel. I love... 
I love Mandy more. And I think that's why <laughs> I love Rapunzel is I love Mandy more. And so like, I just feel so soothed when I watch this <laughs> movie because her voice is just so calming to me. Even when she's talking really fast, I'm just like, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't necessarily call her soothing, but it's not unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what made me say that. It's fine. <laughs> um, quotes. What is your favorite quote from this movie? Every comeback that Flynn Rider has. <laughs> so, um, some of my favorites uh, is when Flynn Rider's still in the tower and he's wrapped up in Rapunzel's hair. And she's kind of ranting, she's like, something brought you here, whether it be destiny or something or another. Um, I wrote it down. There it goes. Okay, so Rapunzel says, something brought you here. Uh, call it what you will, fate, destiny. And then Flynn says, of course. <laughs> under his breath, because that's what literally brought him there. Yeah. And then she's like, and I've made the decision to trust you. And then under his breath again, he's like, oh, a really terrible decision, honestly. <laughs> Uh, so just all of his little under, under the, under his breath comments. And um, one of my other favorites are when they're walking into the Snuggly Duckling. He says it really fast, but he's describing the smell when he walks in, and he's like, "You smell that? Part of it is real is is man smell. The other part is really bad man smell. But overall, it just smells like the color brown." <laughs> yeah, like time. where do you come up with that? Yes. And it's the perfect description, too. You think of, like, a nasty place, and it's like, yes, it smells like brown. Brown doesn't have a smell, but if it did, this is what it would be. Yeah. What do you think? I have always loved the line, I distinctly remember your birthday was last year. (laughs) And how Rapunzel replies with, that's the thing about birthdays. They're kind (laughs) of an annual thing. Like, I love that because (laughs) it's just like come on moms like <laughs> their birthdays they happen every year yeah so anyway i reminds, i love that line that reminds me of something like my dad would say to me like if you're like hey my birthday's coming up no your birthday was last year like you know just to kind of mess <laughs> yeah. with you like but she no. was being like yeah. i think she was being serious i yeah. don't know maybe i'm wrong like she did know that it was there and she was trying to make rapunzel think Maybe yeah. maybe she had picked up on, oh, wait, I should probably not let her think her birthday <laughs> is the day of the lantern thing. Yeah, 18 years later, I'm finally catching on. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, there's not really a quote from this movie that I use frequently, other than me and Ryan sometimes say, I love you, I love you more, I love you most. Yeah. Um, but that's really the only quote that I use a lot yeah. from this I, movie. I found that a lot of the, like, a lot of the best moments didn't necessarily have dialogue, but they were like the expressions of the characters or just yes. the situation that they were in. And just like one of my favorite scenes is when Rapunzel first gets out of the tower and her just like drastic indecision back and forth. Of, this is the best thing ever. I'm a terrible daughter. And just the flashbacks of, you know, like nothing she's saying is like fantastic or, or hilarious. It's just the whole situation is just hilarious. Yeah. And I find myself with so much indecision all the time as well. So it even more is like, yes, that's me still. All the indecision. Yeah. So 
this is kind of the section of the podcast where we're going to talk about remakes as well as talk about if there's any books they were it was based on and kind of comparing those um i know when we talked on monday that you said that this was based on a grim fairy tale can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so uh the story of rapunzel as most people probably know Uh, was a Grimm's brother story before Disney made it into a story. Um, it's actually the Grimm brothers have the story. They adapted it from another story, and that person adapted it from another story, from another story. And so it just kind of goes back and back and back, all the way back to like the 15 or 1600s. Um, but the general idea of the story is somewhat the same. Uh, some of the versions um, hint at Rapunzel getting pregnant um, when um, when Flint or it wasn't Flynn Rider, but when the prince comes to visit her each night um, when Mother Gothel is gone. Uh, but in pretty much all the versions of the story, including the Disney version, um, Rapunzel's tears is what eventually heals the prince. I guess kind of on like the sequel section, um, Rapunzel or Tangled does have a cartoon TV show continuation. Um, I've watched a few episodes of it, and they do have the same voice actors for uh, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, so that's nice. So it's not like a completely separate thing. Um, but the animation is different, and so it was kind of like, that's not Rapunzel. There's something on Flynn Rider's nose. I don't know. That's just how they colored his nose. Like, um, and I feel like they just kind of added some extra drama just to make it into something. Yeah. Um, of course, like, <laughs> I don't expect if something does really well, they're going to try to continue it. Like, that's kind of expected. Um, but if it were up to me, I would not have continued the story because I think it ends like all perfect Disney stories end with a happily ever after. And that's that. Who cares if she doesn't have her long hair anymore? She doesn't have Mother Gothel coming after her anymore. Uh, what about the short where they get married? What do you think oh, of yeah. that? That's cool because it's not, it's just kind of like, like in, at the end of the movie, they kind of gloss over the wedding. Right. Um, and they don't really mention it and so, I mean the the short is cute and funny and it's the same animation and everything too so it kind of matches with the movie more yeah. and so it's it's fine and it, I don't feel like it adds any extra drama with, with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider it just lets Maximus and, uh, and Pascal do their weird side story and gives you some laughs and goes on yeah Okay, cool. What was your favorite moment? Favorite moment? Honestly, I think before I got married, my favorite part was the um, the scene in the boat when they were like all falling in love and all cute and everything. And then after I got married, it was just kind of like, yeah, that's cheesy, whatever. <laughs> and now my favorite part is in the snuggly duckling like the whole scene is just hilarious the whole like i have a dream song and then like kind of bashing on fun rider for not having a dream and making fun of him and then when he finally starts singing about his dream i don't know just the whole thing is hilarious yeah. meeting all the 
thugs and ruffians and all their softer sides. It's, it's my favorite. Yeah. I think my favorite part is on the boat. I just love the lanterns and how gorgeous it looks. And, I mean, I'm just obsessed with it. And, like, it just paints. I feel like it paints a more realistic picture than some other Disney movies where they're looking at, oh, the prince is just going to come save her and she's just going to fall in love with him because he saved her. We're like, they're, they've gotten to know each other and it hasn't been like a, oh my gosh, I'm in distress. It's more like, hey, I want to do this. Will you take me to do it? I don't know. I just really love, I love that part and I just think it's really neat. And, and Flynn hasn't saved her yet. So no, no. Comes at the end of the story. Yeah, and at that point, she's already fallen in love with him, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And already had her heart broken by him, even though yeah. he didn't do it. Okay, final thoughts. Anything we didn't cover? Anything you want to talk about that we haven't? Okay. Well, I think I think we're done. Thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us this week. I'm so glad that you, the listener, joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Princess and Pod. Visit our website, bit.ly slash Princess in the Podcast. I hope you all live happily ever after.